Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Encircle podcast. Um, I'm Sky. My pronouns are he, him, and we have a really cool uh, Trans Day of Visibility edition, podcast edition for you guys. I'm more excited for you to hear it. Hi, I'm Mitski. Um, Avalo, pronouns she, her. I am from St. George, um, interning at the St. George location. Cool. My name is Logan. I use he, they pronouns, um, and I am the Friendship Circle facilitator for the trans group at the Salt Lake House. That's awesome. Um, I actually also, my name's Sky. I already said that, but in case you can't recognize my voice. Um, I actually facilitate the QBIPOC Friendship Circle at Provo, and I'm an intern at Provo as well. So, yeah. I should probably say that I'm also the QBIPOC. Yeah. At St. George. QBIPOC, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> so I'm a senior yeah. in, uh, at Texas State University studying for my bachelor's. Um, after that, I just want to, I'm a grant writer, um, editor, designer, all that kind of stuff. And I want to work for some nonprofits. That's awesome. And just to kind of trans advocacy as well. Heck yeah. I am a senior at the U of U right now. Um, studying social work, and I'm also getting a certificate in substance use disorders. Right now, I pretty much spend all my time at a, a recovery center, um, and I am going into my master's this summer. That's awesome. That's really noble work. Um, I actually went to residential treatment, so that's pretty cool. Um, I think it's important that we acknowledge that we are an incredibly resilient group of people, and that, um, like, we should celebrate trans and queer joy more than just, like, the depressing part of, like, life. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's important that we acknowledge those moments of euphoria instead of dysphoria all the time, you know? I just want to agree with you for a sec on trans day visibility. For me, it matters mm-hmm. because we need to, like, honor those before us. Yeah. Marsha P. Johnson, Sylvia Rivera, mm-hmm. Dorian oh, yeah. Angie Extravaganza. They were truly trailblazers, like for my community, those that share intersectionality, who are women of color. Like these women have inspired generations to accomplish what they deserve. What they stood for did not die with them, but like it continues to live in each and every one of us. As yeah, I totally agree. I think it's important that we acknowledge the intersectionality of the trans community and just communities in general, but yeah. yeah. I totally agree. Intersectionality is a big part of it, but um, as someone who's like, Kind of privilege to be a white trans person and like passing privilege i um like it's good to celebrate the fact that i'm trans because a lot of the time i don't really like to acknowledge it um but it's good to like educate people and make sure that like we celebrate that because it's not something that i should feel ashamed of or anything like that yeah um to go along with what you said I think I speak for myself, Mitski, correct me if I'm wrong, but we all pre- pass pretty well, I think. And that's a privilege. The concept of passing is such, I don't know, it's so weird to me because for me, my confidence doesn't come from others, it comes from myself. Um, I mean, like, I don't go out and hope, oh, I hope this person likes how I look. And I don't seek confidence from that. For me, I look at myself in the mirror and say, yes, I am hot, I am pretty, and I'm so confident in myself and I know that I I'm amazing and do all these things yeah. and so for me the concept of passing is kind of iffy I mm-hmm. mean sure some days I'll, I'll feel you know I'll be wearing a hoodie and and joggers and be like oh uh, but other days you know it's confident beautiful etc 
I think that like the concept of passing is way more important the earlier you are in your transition like you get caught up in your head about it and you're like oh I really hope that like they see me as a guy today like like I just want to be one of the guys um, and that's how I was for a very long time and um, then I like started being able to pass and it became more of like when somebody asked me what my gender identity was or my sexuality or anything like that I, I'm just Logan that's what I answer like it's um, but that's yeah. a privilege to be able to be at that point. How long have you has it been since all all of us transitioned? Like since we started like the process, not even medically, just in general. Like how long has it been since you came to terms with the fact that you were trans and maybe came out about it? Um, for me, I'm just gonna talk a little bit about my story, just because. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. that. Um, so my story is like so similar yet so different from my other trans peers. It was a life or death situation for me. Like I never once liked myself, how I looked. It took such a toll on me to the point where I attempted suicide. I tried to fulfill myself in other ways, like graduating from high school with my associate degree, finding professional opportunities to make it in this world. And I wasn't happy. I just was not happy. Yeah. So it wasn't until I'd seen Pose. I don't know if you guys know that show, but it's a show about the trans and LGB community in the 80s during the HIV and AIDS epidemic mm -hmm. that I had realized that I'd what I've been missing, and soon after I watched it, I secretly sought out HRT and started my journey. It has been a year and a half now since I started that journey, and I am 100, 200% more successful and prettier and confident than my five-year-old self could imagine. I mean, there were obvious challenges, and a lot of speak to my family, and that doesn't sadden me because I have surrounded myself with friends that cheer me up when I'm sad, embrace me with joy and more. I mean, to them, for me, to the they're my family, and as the saying goes, the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the wound. And I've actually never heard that. That's cool. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and that's such a big creed for the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah. When you're ostracized by your family, you find peers who are like you, and they become family. And yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Can you repeat the quote that you said? Yeah. Can you? Um. So I guess the question was, how long have you? started transitioning. No, the quote you said. Oh, I'm so sorry. I think <laughs> no so worries, much. all good, no. Um, the quote is, the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the wound. Cool, I'm writing that down. I don't know how that saying is, but I've heard it so many times. Yeah. And for me, like, my family would be like, oh, well, you have to deal with this person in your family because of their blood, you know, like yeah. they're, they're your uh, sibling or whatever. And for me, just I feel like you shouldn't have to put up with that, especially if yeah. they're not honoring of you and disrespectful. Mm -hmm. Like the more for me, the more, and this is something that shouldn't really be said, but I'm gonna mm -hmm. say it: you mm -hmm. should be selfish. Yeah. Be selfish. Something that I've heard is instead of being selfish, being selfful. So like you're still able to help yourself, but you're not like I don't know taking from others. Being selfish, but selfful instead, and like celebrating that because you should yeah. be allowed. To fulfill yourself to go along with what you said Mitski um another quote I've heard is uh that you don't get to choose your family but you get to choose where you go from there um my chosen family has been a life-saving thing you know what I mean like mm. it's just like insane to think like where I would be without the people in my life who have really shaped me you know um I think to go a little bit into my story if that's okay with you guys um, I grew up in a community, a Jewish Persian community, and one where 
we were relatively religious, but I was the first in my community to come out. And I think, uh, like we talked about the panel last week, um, there's pe- there has been people in my part of my family's part of the world who are trans for thousands of years. But when the colonizers came, and um, yeah, when the colonizers came and uh, like invaded or um, forced us to assimilate, um, that is when um, being trans and being gay were no longer accepted. Being queer was a death sentence, essentially. And I think coming to the United States, my parents coming to the United States, to the U.S. and um, immigrating here made it even harder for them and more, like, repressed. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wanted to do my parents proud by at any cost. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm first-generation American. My parents immigrated here from Iran. We are refugees. And um, I think that the reason that I was so scared and that some people in our community still do not accept their LGBT children is because, LGBTQ plus children, is because they want to assimilate so badly. They want to achieve the American dream. But that was built on the backs of people like us. We don't get recognition. We still, like, we still struggle we still are told go back to your country and stuff like that you know people of color who sorry the way the america treats people of color especially trans people of color is something that we should be ashamed of and we should be working to address i completely agree completely like in mexico same same situation Mm -hmm. like any any country you can think that was colonized by european powers same thing Mm -hmm. um i know like there's still tribes in mexico um i forget the, the terminology but in some tribes, they have trans individuals and they have a certain uh, special title. Yeah, they're, like, esteemed. But, like, in the West, they the colonizers came and saw broken gendered roles to them and essentially bullied their way into our countries and decided to change things. So, yeah. And I kind of feel like our responsibility now is to try to uphold... Yeah. Our ancestors and, and our and traditions yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well yeah i was the first in my community to come out and at my school and in my city it was just awful like at first i thought i was a lesbian realized that was not it but um i didn't really have the vocabulary to articulate what i felt i mean well i kind of thought i was trans but then people were like no you're not trans like and they tried to tell me i wasn't or whatever and it like kind of set me back in my path to being sky um, I still quite frequently, this is a new change to call myself Sky. I still quite frequently dead name myself. Don't know if any of you guys do that, but um, I am, this is a pretty recent journey for me. Um, I came out my freshman year of college, and even then I wasn't really out my freshman year of college. I was like, oh, I have he, I told one of my teachers who like locked me right away, who was also LGBT, she's like, what are your pronouns? And I'm like, he, him, but I don't want anyone to know. Please, like, don't refer to me that way. Like, I don't want anyone to know. And then by the end of that class, I came out, told everyone at the last day, I was like, look, I've been living a lie a little bit. Like, I'm trans, and my pronouns are he, him. Thank you guys for making this a safe space and, like, stuff like that. And then I didn't look back, really. So I'm fortunate enough to have been um, in therapy for, like, before it was cool. That's what I say. Now, like, I've been in therapy since before it was cool, so I'm privileged enough to have had enough self-discovery and to get to this point, but, yeah. Did you ever have kind of any interactions where you were ridiculed or bullied? Oh, 100%. I talked about this in other podcasts, but, yeah, 
I was bullied all throughout high school, even before I knew I was trans and stuff. People would tell me that they didn't want to change in front of a lesbian in the locker room. Um, they asked me to move my locker. It was pretty painful. And one of my friends um, I grew up with, who was really close friends with my sister, is a staunch supporter. She told me, well, what, do you, what did you expect when you came out? Like, and that really stung. And it still stays with me to this day that people who you think will be on your side, people can be really cruel, you know? But people can also be really great. They'll surprise you, which is what I want to talk about a little bit. Like, my grandparents never thought they'd bend or, like, support me, you know? But they did. So that's a win, you know? If I can deal with one crappy person from my childhood turning on me, at least I have my grandparents, you know? Like, at least I have people in my life that support me and love me. Um, because of who I am instead of in spite of who I am. Yeah, that's a great way to put it, like because of who you are, not in spite. Um, and I feel like it's so fulfilling when somebody who you didn't think was going to accept you accepts you. Like, uh, it's crazy. Um, I don't know, when I wanted to get top surgery, I thought it was going to be like this whole big thing in my family. And I was all prepared and all anxious and like, okay, I need to like come, like, have this big like get all worked up about it and then I told my dad like hey I want to do this and he was just kind of like okay and I was like I had worked it up in my head so much and I thought that I wasn't going to be okay but um it was so that's good <laughs> yeah I can totally relate to that I make things out to be like you psych yourself out you know is that what that was you kind of psyched yourself out yeah yeah, um, and I don't know, my parents are, I don't know, we have like a weird relationship, we're not very emotional. My dad was kind of just like, if that's what the doctors say is next, <laughs> um, which is not the best, um, like, I don't know, he should believe his child, um, and not just yeah. say the doctor said so, so okay. Um, I know I have trouble with that because my therapist um, when I went to my freshman year of college, like, said, yeah, Logan has gender dysphoria, Logan is trans, um, and my parents were like, that's not good enough, and needed to go take me to a different a psychologist to get diagnosed, and they, like, were very mm -hmm. serious about, like, it's very, like, I don't know, they were very serious about it, but it kind of hurt that they didn't believe their child, and then they also didn't believe my therapist, who is, um, a licensed clinical social worker, so what I'm trying to be, so they went, mm, I don't believe you or what you try to be, but I'm still fortunate enough to be able to have transitioned, so. I think we don't have to settle for scraps, do you know what I mean? Like, not in your case, but in general, like, if your parents don't support you or whatever, like, you don't have to be around them nonstop. I know it's easier said than done, especially for BIPOC people where, like, your family is, like, literally, like, broken their back to get you to America or whatever, like, they use those guilt trips, like, I literally say, pack your bags, we're going on a guilt trip, you know, like, you feel like you're going to dishonor your family, but, like, do what's best for you at the end of the day, you know, like, if it's going to be toxic for your mental health and stuff, do not hold on to those people, say goodbye, or don't even say goodbye, just be like, bye, Felicia, or something, like, feel like, no, you, you have not, this relationship has not served me, these people are not my people anymore, and move on. I know it's way easier said than done, and I've learned this through a lot of therapy, but like, um, I think it's life-changing to think of it like that. Like, relationships are supposed to be something where you learn from each other, you know? You're not supposed to just like be constantly teaching someone something 
or like being their personal Google or whatever, which is what I feel like I am constantly as a trans man of color. I feel like people are like, oh, tell me about this. And I'm like, how about you Google it? You know, like, or like I refer them to my website now. I have like a little blog. So I don't have to constantly unearth my trauma, you know? But um, yeah, I'm just curious to hear about your guys' experiences with uh, like people who come up, like if you find yourself being like a trans database or whatever, that's what I feel like a lot. Or like LGBT database. Go ahead, sorry. Two things. One, going back to the database, when people ask me questions, like I, I don't, I feel like people shouldn't be obligated to tell them everything. Like yeah, if you want me to respond with answers, one, Google is free. I am not. If you want to, like, get answers from me, I'm going to, I need you to run my check. Yeah. One. Going back to the Q BIPOC thing, or BIPOC, um, coming from BIPOC families, the way I was able to separate um, being guilt trips, you know, like, oh, yeah, they came to America for my well-being, etc. Mm-hmm. For me, I always try to do well in school, and I saw, I was like, okay, I'm doing well in school. Why are they still mad at me? Like, why? I'm being successful educationally why are they mad like anything else should be irrelevant up to that point like mm-hmm. if i find a career and support myself and and not have to go through the tribulations they did economically mm-hmm. then why like their their opinion outside of that does not matter yeah, yeah i want situation like my that came over from England, so very different, but he was always like, I was like this perfect kid that like didn't do anything wrong and I got all A's and whatever. And so I felt like all this pressure to be perfect. And also like my sister um, and my parents did not have a great relationship. So I was trying to like be perfect for that as well. And so it was hard to come out and say like, hey, actually I'm like different, Um, I'm trans. And they didn't really believe me because I'd never been somebody that like spoke out um, and like tried to make a difference mm-hmm. to fit in. I'm a twin, so I definitely get that, Logan. I was the troublemaker though, kind of or whatever, the troubled youth. You know, I'm a fraternal twin. My sister's great. Um, God bless her. Uh, she's also LGBT. But um, the thing is, is like parents love to compare their kids. And it's like not even apples and oranges, it's like apples and like broccoli, you know? Like, we're not even like, you know what I mean? Like, literally not even the same like like food group, you know? I don't know, I'm just thinking about that. Like, you know what I mean? My grandfather used to compare doing drugs with homeless, like, LGBTQ. Yeah. And I was like, he used to say that doing drugs was in a sense better than being LGBT. And I was, for the longest time, it stuck with me. It stuck with me so hard because my brother was a heavy d- drug user. So I was like, I don't want to be worse than him. And so for the longest time, I was denying like my sexuality, my identity. Mm-hmm. Until at one point, I kind of, uh, in a sense, outgrew and, and started to look at other resources and not just, and you know when you grow up in a family and you see your father and mother as the only like correct source of information for most of your life until you realize that oh yeah these are people these are human they make mistakes they think differently they're biased then you're like okay i can unlearn this and i think that's kind of like coming of age you realize your parents aren't perfect mm-hmm. you know like they're not like the end all and be all that's what we have to learn i think that's what we have to keep in mind but yeah yeah, I'm really grateful for my schooling because now I've been able to actually have conversations with my parents and I've had the confidence to like understand our relationship 
Um, and that's a lot because of social work. So I'm really glad that I'm in that field because um, it's helped with being trans. And it's not only, I mean, the biggest bombshell you could probably tell your conservative parents is I'm trans, but I was speaking to my mother yesterday and she she like went on a trip to Mexico and she was like, yeah, like the family can't know because they'll criticize me this and that. And I'm like, why do you have to lie? Like, why do you care what they think? Something as so little and insignificant as traveling, like how, why does that, that doesn't matter. I mean, like, yeah. and then she was like criticizing me because I don't have like my Instagram is private. And she was like, but they can see everything and blah, blah, and I don't want issues. And I was like, look, I don't care what they say or think. Like they're not in my life, one, two, they, don't know fashion, like they're ugly, not to, like, who are they to criticize when they don't even, yeah. like, anyway? Like, do they really give a crap, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. or are they just trying to talk about something, you know? Like, mm -hmm. that's what I've learned about my family, too. I don't think most of them give two flying trucks about it, you know? They're just, yeah. like, trying to, like, have something to talk about gossip, you know? Yeah, my mother told all of my extended family without telling me. <laughs> She just added me to everyone, so I was like, cool, uh, I guess I don't have to have this conversation now. Um, and I'm not really close with any of my family members, so... Was that uh, hard? Um, How was that? It was shocking, and it just felt more like she was doing it for herself, because she wanted to talk about it, um, as opposed mm -hmm. to, like, oh, here's this about my child, I don't know. Um, but it should have been like, they should have talked to me about it. Like, did I want to, them to know? Um, because, like, I don't know, we're trying to celebrate being trans, but with trans day, um, but it's scary to come out to everyone. Um, yeah, 100%. I feel like sexuality is, like, more accepted almost because people don't, like, get the whole gender thing, you know? Like, they don't get why, like, I have to get tops. I don't have to, but, like, they don't get why, like, we want... To, like, my mom can... Or not my mom. my Some of my grandparents or whatever. Some people I know are like, you're going to mutilate yourself. And I'm like, no, I am going to be proud of the body I have. And I still am to some degree. Which brings me to my therapeutic breakthrough, I guess. Um, so, body image issues... Regarding body image issues, I found that, like, a lot of us do have them, you know? And I think that, like because of my gender dysphoria and because of my body dysmorphia, I didn't want to get healthy because then if I do, I'm going to look more like a cis woman or whatever, you know what I mean? Because I have, um, like, larger, like, chest area and stuff. And I realized that's why I've been, like, stress eating and stuff. And not just stress eating, but, like, just, like, not treating myself well, you know? Like, I don't – I gained a lot of weight because I didn't want to, like – be disciplined because I didn't want to look like a woman, you know? And that's yeah. that's not something that, like... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, sorry, I was going to say, I had, like, the exact opposite experience where I, like, didn't want to be developing, so I, like, would not eat and would, like, try to make myself as small as possible so that it was, like, more masculine. So I just think that's interesting mm -hmm. how it's the two flips, like, the two sides. Yeah, I've heard eating disorders are rampant in the LGBT community or disordered eating, really. Um, and that kind of makes sense to all, to me, at least in the trans community, it's pretty common. Um, because we don't love our bodies yet. Do you know what I mean? Or maybe we do, but like, I don't like my body right now. Do you know what I mean? Like, not because 
of like my weight but because i don't feel comfortable do you know what i mean the dysphoria is so bad that i have to get haircuts every two to three weeks you know otherwise i feel like crap you know i don't know and then also it has to do with the european beauty standards too it gets like pretty throwy if i don't um cut it you know every three weeks it gets like pretty throwy but yeah i agree can we talk about some of the challenges that you that we face as a community and 100 yeah let's do that like i know we have everyday social challenges and obviously we have political challenges like as we know mm-hmm. government talks vetoed that bill that would ban God trans- bless that man man being in sports it's crazy right like i didn't think he would do that for us mm-hmm. but he's actually come in the- circle quite a few times sorry god oh he also made an excellent point in his letter that he wrote um mm-hmm. that puts like reality in your face he said that over like seventy thousand kids in utah are participating in sports yet only four are trans and only one is participating in girls sports yeah so it's like it's exclusion. It's not like protecting women's sports. Exactly. Right? It shouldn't yeah. be the big issue that those on the other side make it to be. And two, black cis women have been criticized and seen as non-feminine for a very long time. Like, I don't know if you guys remember that they claim Serena Williams must be a man since 1999. Yeah. And they've also called Sierra a hermaphrodite or trans since 2004. Like, they claim they can tell the difference between cis and trans people just by looking at them. And it's just yeah. like you don't know anything and you shouldn't even be speaking on trans issues period yeah i agree i think the unfortunate thing is that people like to assume cis straight people like to assume and that's a problem um i had a conversation with a couple people about it like and they're like oh i don't understand why like i have to like refer to like they them pronouns are challenging but like it's not that difficult do you know what i mean like people like oh it's plural and i'm like okay so here's the deal. Like, you literally call someone's dog they, them, or whatever, or someone you don't know they, them. Like, maybe it's not technically grammatically correct, it's still grammatically, like, colloquially, it's definitely grammatically correct. Do you know what I mean? Like, but we, like, use, uh, we use yeah. they, them colloquially. Yeah. Why is it so hard for people to, like, get pronouns, you know? Or, like, if someone's dog can be gendered correctly, I think I can too, you know? And people are like, constantly making microaggressions like oh you passed so well cool but that's not my goal my goal is to be me you know and yeah. like i don't know just microaggressions are freaking ridiculous to me like just don't say things that could be construed as offensive you know or how like people say oh well it's just i've thought of you as as a boy for so long that i keep saying he him well it's more like you know when you see a child and you're like oh like what's their like, oh, she's so pretty, and like, oh, actually, it's a boy, and they're like, oh, he, like, just switch it up. Yeah. Right. yeah. right there. And it's like, you can do that, it's just you don't want to. You don't want to do the yeah, it's, yeah, it's about and effort, I think. He's feminine, so people were like, oh, no, he can't be trans because, like, he's, like, I refer to myself as a little fairy boy. Like, I feel like that is very, like, representative of myself. And they're like, oh, well, he's yeah. feminine, so he, I could not possibly gender him correctly. Um, yeah. But also today, yeah, it's, it's not. Yes, we're good. Because on like my name badge that I wear for my internship, I taped onto it like a little thing that says he him. And there was another coworker who was like, "Oh, what is that?" and was questioning me about it and um, tried to mansplain to me what being trans was, um, and also was like, "How were people misgendering you?" Because that's why I put my um, 
pronouns on there and he thought that I could be transitioning the other way so like you just you never know <laughs> mostly legislative or what do you think is the biggest challenge we face I think it's people like JK Rowling like people thinking that we don't exist do you know what I mean visibility I think is our biggest challenge not remembrance not um necessarily like hate crimes as much do you know what i mean even though i'm constantly terrified of it do you know what i mean like hate crimes are really messed up and they happen they do but i feel like we're so scared and living in fear that we can't actually live do you know what i mean like we're not like living we're worrying you know like life is hard as a trans person but it's also pretty beautiful because you can stand in two different worlds you know what i mean like i was born as a woman so i understand what it's like to be oppressed there and as a man, I understand what it's like to feel incompetent and have to, like, and feel like you want to attack someone else. Do you know what I mean? Like, it teaches us remarkable empathy for both genders, or all genders, I think, really, for non-binary people as well, because we're all, like, growing and changing, you know? Like, we have so much to, like, give. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm looking at applying to different firms right now for PR, and um, I want to work at this all-woman firm, but I don't know if they'll take me because I'm trans or because I'm a male. But, like, maybe if I tell them, like, do you know what I mean? Like, do we want to be the affirmative action hire or the diversity hire? Or do we want to, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, they need different perspectives, but does that make us feel tainted? Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Does that taint, Does that make you feel bad if you were hired as a diversity hire would you like not in like a like oh you're diversity hire but like that's part of the reason they hired you would that make you feel less than for me not necessarily if it pays the bills it pays the bills i mean if they treat you right great like if i was that diversity hire they treat me well and they give me a paycheck that's check check mm. check for me but going back to what you were saying um for, like the legislative side i mm. feel like yes that does make a difference in our lives but it's on a community level so much because it's how, you know, you can pass and say, and talk, go back to like the 50s, you know, like interracial marriage was illegal and all these other things. And then they made it so it wasn't illegal and yet still in the community, people were still um, hating on interracial, interracial marriage. And so it's any, any of the work that we do has to be on the community level. Like, yes, it's a micro level. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Macro, yeah. Like the community level. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's so hard. It can be so hard. But I know I like in circles approach to it because before I used to be such like a like a aggressive, guns blazing, hostile, yeah. like person. angry person. Yeah. Angry exactly. trans like person, support. whatever up the counter. Yeah. I got you. Exactly. Yeah. I like and then aggressive people don't see us. say, cis people have no place in like talking. Like, trans people um, what to do or LGBT plus people what to do like especially cis men like pardon me for saying this but half of cis men don't even wash themselves properly so why would I even listen to their opinion about my life but then passive me says the best way to convince anyone especially cis people to help our cause is to sit down and talk to them like let them get to know you let them know you're human like that's what Encircle has taught me yeah. is only love and for the longest time I didn't really understand that like I was like yeah. such a hardcore you need to support lgbtq plus and yes that's true but for them that's how they get these conservative parents in through the door to show them that we're not monsters um, yeah. and it also allows their queer children to be saved by letting them know that they have a safe space in the community yeah 
I think it's also um, like regarding that what you just said. Um, I think it's also important that we like visibility is great on a macro level, but it's I think it's more important to actually know a trans person personally than have someone like Laverne Cox appear on TV. Not that that's bad. Do you know what I mean? But like we don't like I feel like parents don't get trans representation because it's not correct in the media and because they don't know anything about this celebrity who's trans. You know what I mean? Like Elliot Page. Uh, Laverne Cox, great, great advocates for the community. Great, great people. Hey, Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All Come these people are great, but like, how, into how more. much, yeah, exactly. How much influence do they have over individual people versus actually knowing someone? Statistics, I'm not going to throw out like statistics say or whatever, because that's not accurate, but um, it's it was told to me, and I, the way I understand it is the only way we can create lasting social change is having cis straight people who may be hetero homophobic or transphobic show them that we are humans at our core we are still good people and set an example do you know what i mean not even just set an example but like help them have positive experiences with us but that's so much pressure to put on us do you know what i mean like to put on marginalized people to put all the pressure on marginalized people i think that's pretty messed up but what's what are we gonna do if we don't do that you know like i'm like literally don't know the answer you know what i mean i totally think that it's important to build that relationship um and like have that interpersonal relationship because otherwise it seems like you're like a fake person like you like you're fictional um and like you have to kind of it sucks because like we were saying earlier like we don't want to be google but we have to supply them with information of like why we can be the person that we want to be Something I'm kind of proud of is like at my high school, they had the gendered like gowns and I was like, why do we even need to have it gendered? There's absolutely no reason. And I had pretty much the entire student body saying that they wanted to keep it how it was. And then little Logan being like, okay, but here's these a million reasons why it's important for it to not be gendered and they ended up switching it so it wasn't gendered because like i had actual statistical reasons as opposed to just like i just thought i was gonna wear this color across the wall field it was really yeah and literally sorry go ahead no go ahead and literally gowns don't like fit to your like graduation gowns don't fit to your body it's literally a long flowy robe like you don't need to gender a robe do you no if you think that's crazy, I don't know if you guys knew this, but I've been doing some research for my capstone and it's trans-related, but I found out that, I don't know, I exactly know the timeline, but they used to, you know, set up job or job openings as gendered. So you'd have, like, all of the, right? Right? They used to have, like, women jobs, men jobs. Dude, and how recent did they stop it? I'm sure it was, like, 50s, 60s, 40s. So, though, did you know that a woman couldn't open a bank account? without her husband or male relative's permission until, like, 1980-something. Isn't that absurd? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 80s? Really? The 80s? There's, we could do better. We, we do do better, you know? Like, I think legislation and change isn't happening fast enough for us. Like, for us as people. Do you know, for me, personally, I, I don't think it's happening fast enough. I think I want it to be done faster than it will actually be done because I'm impatient and because I just – I feel like I'm – like constantly like on the defense, you know? Like we're constantly having to protect ourselves and that's not cool, it's not fun. It's just the way it is right now and that really sucks. I agree. What are some, 
going back to like the prompts, but um, what are some words of encouragement you can give to the uh, young trans individuals today, the youth? It gets better, Mm -hmm. especially once you grow up. Like, you don't have to stay in that same crappy little town. You know what I mean? Like, life goes on. Like, whether you whether it's a good way or a bad way, life always goes on. You are stronger than you give yourself credit for, and you can do anything you set your mind to. Almost anything, I think. You know what I mean? Like, like when there's a will, there's a way. You know, like try and find like ways you can get involved and find another trans friend. Like join Discord. I don't know. Like literally whatever. Like you have a community, whether you want to like find it or not. Like that's up to you. But like you have a community, you always will. Not only that, but the world is so big. It's so mm-hmm. big. It's crazy. Like to think that you're gonna live a certain way for the rest of your life. Like. Like you said, you'll help grow. And like, you are more than just like being trans. You are a whole person. You can like acknowledge this part of yourself and find a community, but that doesn't have to be your everything. Like you can like, I don't know. I think it's important to remember that because when I was younger, I was very caught up in like, this is my entire identity. This is my whole thing. And that's all I could focus on, but I've been able to grow and now I can help other people. Yeah, I think it's only natural when you first come out as whatever to, like, latch onto it and start running with it because you've been hiding it for so long. But the truth is we're more than just our sexuality, more than our identity. We're, like, I'm my father's son. I'm my mother's son. I am loyal. I am proud. I am empathetic, you know? Like, we're all, like, in a a conglomerate of so many different things and so many different personality traits. We're not just trans people, you know? And mm-hmm. it's important to recognize. Something I would say to the young trans kids, and this sounds kind of cliche, but be yourself. Mm-hmm. Like I know it's especially hard when you're surrounded by peers that are considered the norm. Like mm-hmm. wear, I don't know, Bass Pro sh- like hats. Bass Pro know. hats, yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. here's for myself that takes away the fear. And I mean, I haven't done this as a child when I was in high school because I w- wasn't at where I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, but be fierce like don't take anything's like don't take anything others say so harshly mm-hmm. half of them do not even have a personality or they have terrible fashion well, like why would you take any insults for someone who wears baseball caps every day or like, like they're like in ignorant you know what i mean they're like they're from like a really tiny place like they're not exactly you no know? yeah they're not and like they indicative you. of the rest of the world yeah they fear you for your authenticity. Mm-hmm. Like, here's something that isn't ever said, and I already think I already said this, but be selfish. Like, I'm not saying don't share your jelly beans or chips, but I'm saying, I think you said to be selfful and do what you want to do for your own happiness. Never do anything mm-hmm. that causes you harm just because it makes someone else feel better. And you should always dedicate yourself to living your life for more, settling for more. It's always settling for more. Yeah, never settle for less. I think we're we're pretty cool as a like group you know like like how cool is it to be able to like not like do like be able to understand so well different people you know what i mean like like as a trans man i get like the thing i like feel like i'm in so many different worlds you know what i mean i'm in the trans community i feel sometimes like i'm in touch with my feminine side and i feel like a man because i'm obviously a man but like you know what i mean like it's just like I feel bad for cis people sometimes because they're not they won't get it, you know? Like they'll never get it. 
yeah, they and they struggle so hard to like see the other gender and like they don't realize that they're so similar. Like once you've gone through like HRT, you're like, oh, I see like this slight change in how my brain works and like, but you are so similar. I find it like a privilege to be able to have experienced both genders and um, like not both genders, but both like ends of the spectrum and mm -hmm. like, especially as someone in social sciences, like it's important to understand people and just realize that they're simply people. It's not all about gender. What kind of gender role, like women have to go cook in the kitchen and men have to go work? No, 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 no. Like there's so many stay at home dads and like house husbands and stuff. Like there's this one guy I follow on TikTok that I love. He like, if you're secure in yourself, you can be a house husband or whatever. Like, I'd love to be a trophy husband. Maybe cut that out, Cal. But, um, you know what I mean? Like, I'd be fine with it, you know? Like, if I wasn't, like, super ADHD and need to be doing something all the time, I could be a trophy husband, you know? Like, if you're secure enough in who you are, it's not going to affect you, you know? Sorry, this is yeah. Trans day visibility is so important because we are the key to, like, opening the door for so many people. People who yeah. probably don't agree with our quote-unquote, identity now, lifestyle. Or life choices, yeah. Life choices, right? Quote-unquote. We're the key to opening them and showing that there's more than just being a stay-at-home mom and there's no other options. Or We're the key to showing them that there's so much more than gender norms. Mm. Or, like, the sky's... No, not even the sky. The stars are the limit. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's going to be on that individual level. Um, yeah. To say that you have a friend now who cares about you, I think... The purpose of your life as a trans person is just finding those who you agree with who support you and growing that friend from one to two to three to four to five to ten um and at the end of your life you know you can have you can sit in a room and say i have all these people who support me who i've laughed with and had these joyous moments mm -hmm. and i i don't think we should seek any kind of approval or or uh, acceptance. I mean, it would be nice, right? But for these people yeah. who control policy, because I don't think that's ever going to happen. I mean, think about it now. There's so many people who are on different sides. There's people who are never going to see us as who we are. And that's mm -hmm. on them. That's not on us. Yeah, I think that's a them problem. Like, their stuff, your stuff, you know? That's what I learned in therapy. Like, not my monkeys, not my circus, you know? Like, that's on them. And if they want me to make them understand, again, they're going to have to give me a check because I'm not doing that for free. I'm so sick of, like, being the token queer trans person of color, token person of color, and then the token trans person, you know? Like, people are like, oh, you're trans, you're a person of color. Tell us what we did wrong here. No! Like, you can figure, you, like, I'm not the only one. Like, I'm not the only person of color. I'm not the only trans person. Like, figure it out yourself, and if you still can't find it out, like, hire me to consult for you. Don't just, like, exactly. expect me to, you know? Like, you're making some good points. I don't think I'm just going to consult for people for free anymore. You're right. Let's keep... I mean, we, our time is valuable, you know? We shouldn't have to, like, do someone's job for them and not get paid. Mm-hmm. And I know, Logan, you said, like, it's important to be informative, and I agree to a mm -hmm. certain level. Like, for example, if there's a friend that you have that crosses a certain boundary, then you... I mean, you do have it's kind of your responsibility, not as like a trans token trans person, but as a friend to tell them like, this is what made you made this is what you did that made me feel uncomfortable, and this mm -hmm. is what. You, uh, yeah, learning like boundaries and uh, like 
good healthy um, engagement um, but I think it's important to kind of let them ask a little bit of questions because you never know if it's uh, like somebody who's actually trans trying to figure themselves out because I know for certain I would not have been okay if I didn't have my friend who's um, trans femme like listen to me and answer my questions and like basically support me through my entire transition. Yeah, I think um, I have this like little website I made in one of my classes and I'm like, and people are like, oh, how did you know you're trans? I'm like, you know, actually it's a pretty exhausting conversation to have with someone, but you can check out my website and then I give them a link, you know? I just yeah. give them the link and it works, you know? Like, I don't want to have to explain myself and rehearse my trauma to every person who walks past, even if they do think they're trans, you know what I mean? Like. It's just so exhausting at a certain point, you know? And even then, like, you know, those who feel are questioning themselves and their identity compared to those who are, like, just observing you and just, like, see you as a sideshow rather than mm-hmm. trying to figure their own stuff out. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good to, like, go back to what you said, Sky. Hey, like, acknowledge that it's a trauma. Like, it is really hard growing up as how you don't identify and I don't think that people understand that like I had to explain in one of my classes why I didn't want to be dead named and I was like if you're dead naming me you're reminding me of my trauma every time like you're not going to bring up somebody else's trauma like and remind them of that every time you want to refer to them so I think that having that website that's an awesome idea Um, yeah feel free to take my idea if you want like one of the other people at InCircle was like, oh, I love that idea. Can I use it? And I'm like, yeah, for sure. Like, the more websites you build, like, the less you have to talk to people about it, like, unearth your trauma. Like, feel free, anyone who's listening, and you two, go ahead. I just made a Wix site, used, like, a little template. It was done. Like, it was so easy. That's brilliant. But also, Logan reminded me of something uh, that Sky said about how, on a macro level, like, celebrities who are trans don't really affect like the a common cis person and i agree but i also feel like they're important to as representation and role models to those who are trans and yeah to me like i would have never had that light bulb in my head telling me oh i'm trans until i saw that show called pose saying oh these are trans women um not cis men pretending to be trans women but actual trans women playing trans women in this show and it's just yeah yeah, the representation, that, sorry, go ahead. Like, the actual, like, trans women playing trans women, not anybody, like, a cis person playing a trans person, because that's, like, really frustrating. You should cast somebody who has that experience. Like, there are so many great Especially actors. Since, sorry, go Especially since there's such a marginal, we're such a marginalized community, you know? Like, like, gay actors should play gay actors, and trans actors especially need to be played by trans actors. Do you know what I mean? Like, how would it like like it's like method acting i guess or whatever but like i don't understand how anyone who's cis could ever think of capturing my journey or any trans person's journey you know what i mean like Um, in a performance or even written not only that but uh when people don't see the big issue of like oh yeah he's a guy but he was playing a trans woman what's the big deal behind that it's because people see a trans woman on on screen and then they Mm -hmm. see they basically just see a cis man in a costume rather than because yeah. when, when they go to accept up those awards, they see a, a, a cis man, not a trans mm-hmm. woman. 
visibility matters so much, especially in the light. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter what you do. Like, I don't know. Like, on screen, you can be great or whatever, but, like, I don't know. Like, it really bothers me when people, like, cast straight cis people to play trans people. I don't know. Because then, you're right, Mitski. Like, they don't show up, like, the same. And people are like, oh, it's just a costume. Or, like, oh, like, trans people... It's like, or they fetishize trans women or something, you know? Like, it's not cool. I don't know. And we need but more it's crazy because... characters and like representation because I identify as non binary, yeah. but I don't want to, like, in public, I don't say that I use they, them pronouns at all. Like, in the general yeah. space, I only use he, him, and just want to be seen as, uh, like, this guy. I want to, like, that idea of passing. Yeah. Like, but I think there's also a problem. Sorry, go ahead. Um, like if being non-binary was more visible, then I would be way more comfortable just like being myself, being non-binary, being just Logan. Yeah, I think this our society is so binary and so gendered, and it's absolute garbage. Like, why? Why yeah, do there need to brain. be like gender graduation ropes? Right? Like, it makes no sense. Yeah, for real. Like, categorize things, and they, especially with non-binary people, they go, "I can't put it into one of the boxes. I don't like it." Ah. Yeah. Sorry, you're saying Mitski. I forget the title of this movie, but something that's even crazier is that the whole start of uh, cis men playing as trans women started, I think, in the '40s or '50s, because uh, this director was trying to cast for as uh, for trans women was trying to cast trans women in a film. And a trans woman, I forget her name, applied, and the director's like, oh, you look too much like a woman, and so we are not going to cast you. Because, yeah, and that's kind of like the whole start of the whole not being represented in film. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I think it's disappointing because we all have so much to give. Mm-hmm. And people don't let us. And that sucks. I think we made some very valid points, and it was a pleasure mm-hmm. and a privilege to meet you all and to yeah. see you sky again. But I think that's all the time we have. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for listening. This has been a really cool experience. I um, really loved getting to know you, Logan, and you, Mitski. Um, yeah, it's yeah. been great being able to come on and uh, hear your guys' opinions. Uh, I really appreciate your time.